You know, I, you know, there's a statistic in the world, and I may have said this when I was speaking at the Unstoppable Success Summit, but yeah. at any given time, there are 75,000 people that need to hear your message specifically from you. Yes. Uh, and you can find those people just by sharing, just by being curious, by asking the right questions. Um, you know, I, I really realized that a big shift for me in business and life and my brand growing was I stopped trying to be the most interesting person in the world and really focused on being the most interested person yeah. in the world. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of for king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, so if you know anything about my show, you know that I want to know the whole story. I don't want to just know one lens. I don't want to ask just one series of questions. I want to know about your entrepreneurial endeavors, your faith experiences, your relationships with people, how you got where you are, but the backstory and the trials and the tribulations that brought you to that place. I mean, like, really, tell me your alignment. Tell me your alignment story because everybody's got one. We're all still becoming, hence always becoming. My book is available, by the way, for pre-order right now. We're going to go on a book tour later for 2024, but I would really appreciate if you go to Barnes and Noble specifically uh, to purchase your book and get it on pre-order, Always Becoming, Sex, Shame, and Love. I didn't even talk about that during this episode, but I just felt called to share now. Anyway, Justin Shank, he is incredible. His podcast is called Growth Now Movement. And being recognized and having all of these incredible people on his show, I mean, entrepreneurs, influencers, the gamut, some people that I can't wait to have on my show. I'm going to have to ask him for introductions. Uh, But neither here nor there, the entire conversation, he just has like that beautiful rhythms of grace. It reminds me of the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, if you've ever heard of it. Uh, We didn't even bring it up in this show either, but I really think it's going to serve some people who are listening because you really understand his flow and the way in which he stepped into it is based on being a magnet versus marketing. It's a total different thing in a way that you too can grow your show. And so whether you're using his company, whether you're just listening and learning from all of the incredible guests or himself as a teacher on his show, highly recommend that you get connected to him. And yeah, follow the show here and even tag us both. We would be honored to be in the same share and to be able to share it out for you. If you leave an extra star and an extra minute and put it into a review, that always means the world to me and to all the guests who come in if you want to highlight them as well as a feature. I love you. He loves you. We love you. We're so grateful for this time together. I want you guys to tune in all the way till the end. I promise there's some epic questions at the final part that just had me glowing and also convicted. So if you're willing to have some growth in your own life as that's what he's for and here for, then you need to stay tuned. All right, y'all enjoy Fit Faith Podcast. Let's go, Justin. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. 
The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Hey, 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 you guys, I'm so excited that you are here live with me and my friend, Justin. We are going to have an incredible conversation today, and I'm so excited because I love standing alongside movement makers, and not only is your podcast an element of that, but it's just kind of the aura and the essence of who you are, and I'm just grateful that the audience gets to move alongside you today. Thanks for being here, Justin. Yeah, Tamara, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in and and share whatever comes up, right? Like, that's why I love these conversations because it's just two incredible people, you know, sharing what comes up and hopefully it makes a difference for somebody paying attention. That's the cool part about it. Every time, like even just this morning, I was walking with a girlfriend at sunrise and I'm like, man, I wish we had a play on a podcast right now. This is such good stuff. And so often you don't get the opportunity to really do that. And so to be intentional about it, which is truly what you've done, I'm excited for people to hear the evolution story of your podcast. You have a whole new side company uh, that's really the main company of podbrand.io. Um, and so just to hear that evolution, I think is going to inspire so many people. So will you take us back to the even the sage moment that I got to witness you for the first time um, at Amberly Lago's event, we were talking about all the connectivity and synergy. So many of those people have been on our show as well. Um, but that event was so incredible to hear the evolution story of like, instead of taking your failure as a place of heartache, heartbreak, I'm just going to stop and quit and throw in the towel. You took it from a place of curiosity. So I want everyone to hear that story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, going way back, I, I jokingly say that if there was a senior superlative in high school for at least likely to succeed, it would have been me. Like I had a 1.7 GPA. My mom battled opioids for 20 years and my dad was in jail. And really, if you look at that, like it's a, it's pretty much like you've got no shot, kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, at 19, I was introduced to uh, essentially self-development. My mentor at the time, I was in direct sales, handed me a book called Who Moved My Cheese? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you haven't read it, read it. It's a super yeah. quick read. Um, and by the way, the only reason I read it is because it was a quick read, you know, 1.7 <laughs> GPA doesn't lend itself to the patience of reading a book all the time. Right. And, uh, I read it and it spoke to me because essentially it was saying like, things are going to change around you that you can't control. And all you can control is how you react to that change. And, you know, coming from where I grew up and how I was raised, it was that nod from the universe that said, Hey, like all you have to do is take the right action and you can find your way through life. Now, obviously it wasn't easy. It didn't happen overnight. It actually took uh, a, a little bit more than a decade to really kind of figure out like who I am, what's my vehicle and all, and all those things, you know, multiple failed businesses and all that stuff. And then I launched the podcast and 
about a year and a half into the podcast, I realized this was the vehicle to make the impact in the, the world that I want to make. Yeah. Um, and originally, I wanted to start the show and interview entrepreneurs and pick their brain because I had three failed businesses. And I was like, clearly, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> like, I knew, you know, at the time, what I didn't realize I that was normal. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Thank God, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, and so I, I was like, let me interview entrepreneurs and, and figure out how to do this better. And six months before I launched the show, my mom lost a 20-year battle to opioids. Mm. And it completely rocked my world. Mm. Um, I, she was my favorite person. Uh, and when she was taken from us, you know, it really kind of made me open my eyes to realize that there's so much more to life than material things, than chasing money, than chasing the house, the car, the girl, the whatever. Um, and it really made me do kind of go inward, right? And so the first thing I realized, the first thing I realized after all this and after I went through the grieving process, the first thing I, I realized was my mom didn't die because she was an addict. My mom died because she didn't love herself. Hmm. Uh, and the second piece was I didn't love myself either. Yeah. And so the conversations on my podcast, I always say the first two years, every single question you hear me ask, that was for me. Wow. Like, what is self-love? How do you find joy in your rock bottom moment? How do you create success from nothing? Yeah. Um, and so that was really me trying to figure out who am I? How do I love myself? And thus began the journey of the Growth Now movement for myself and now countless people all over the world. And I just feel really, really blessed to be the guy, you know, sitting in the driver's seat. And, and yeah. uh, I feel really, really honored to be able to pour into people every single day. I think that's so good. Was the, the, was the show called Growth Now Movement at the time when you started? It was. It and always so, was. Okay. Funny story. Funny story behind that. So the show was as we, I had a co-host for the first year. Okay. Um, and so we were like trying to come up with names and I was like, what about growth now? And then he's like, oh yeah, growth now podcast. And I was like, I don't like the podcast in there. Like it, it's obviously a podcast. And right. Right. People that, uh, and I was like, well, I, I would love it if we could start a movement of people who are in a, a journey of continuous growth. And I was like, all right, growth now movement. And that's where it came from. Looking back now, it's so many words and it's so hard for people to remember, like I get growth <laughs> right? movement now and all these other things, but you know, it is what it is and it's become a, a large brand and it's yeah. spawned into events and masterminds and all the other thing. And so it is what it is, right? We yeah. make a choice and we don't know where it's going to go <laughs> so and we, we have to kind of own it. Our podcast was the same and it's now an acronym, but originally it wasn't. It was just fit in faith. And I knew I was going to have to fight because of my publisher's opinion in the past. I was going to have to fight the fitness industry because I'm like, this is not a fitness podcast. That's not what it is. It's about like being wholly fit, mind, body, spirit. And a lot of people are like, I just don't get it. I'm like, it's fine. Just get out of the way and let me do what I'm called to do. And a couple of years in realizing that it was really geared towards entrepreneurs and people who are visionaries and people who are ready to say, yes to a movement from their message, it changed to founders, innovators, and trailblazers. So now to be able to talk and kind of really hone in on that for people, they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And they're all founded in their faith. Okay, great. Let's keep going, right? But sometimes it yeah. takes us saying yes in messy action for us to get clarity. Because I really, I was in the same way. I just wanted answers from people that I knew that I looked up to. And I was just asking those questions selfishly. And so selfish intent can also have... A really incredible impact when you're doing so knowing it's helping other people at the same time because it's conversations people aren't often having. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I, you know, there's a statistic in the world and I may have said this when I was speaking at the unstoppable success summit, but yeah. at any given time, there are 75,000 people that need to hear your message specifically from you. Yes. Uh, and you can find those people just by sharing, just by being curious, by asking the right questions. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I really realized that a big shift for me in business and life and my brand growing was I stopped trying to be the most interesting person in the world and really focused on being the most interested person yeah. in the world and asking the right questions and unlocking new things. And one of my favorite things as a podcaster is when a guest says, I've never talked about this before. Yes. Uh, because that means, you know, I'm, I'm on the right track, right? I'm, yeah. I'm really headed down the right road. And so that was a huge shift for me. Um, and obviously now as, as the podcast has grown and over three and a half million downloads now, and it gets played in a hundred countries every single week, you know, I've, I've really changed my approach a little bit as far yeah. as saying, okay, now people are listening. They weren't at first. Now they're <laughs> yeah. listening. So I have to say, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys right. want to hear about? What do you guys want to learn? Right. Um, and so we do that now too, but still a lot of times, you know, when I get to sit down with people I look up to and heroes of mine, uh, I selfishly ask the questions that I would want to ask as well. Yeah. So it's all, it's all part of it. Well, and I think that's a cool thing. I think last week I had Steven Scoggins on, which is where the venue hosts, and he's going to speak at my event later this year at his the same venue. And I'm like, you know what? This conversation has gone right where I am right in this moment. So I'm just going to completely pretend like nobody is listening and ask you all the questions. But it also allows people to see you in a vulnerable lens. Like you were grieving. You were curious. You were like, I'm just trying to breathe here, right? And so Self-development, that's a part of it. Um, I was teaching at an experience this past weekend. It was a it was a Christian Woodstock. Okay. So imagine that. <laughs> it was like campers yeah. and RVs and tents and all the things, minus the outfits. There was very different outfits at this one. Um, and I was teaching, and one of the girls was like, raise her hand. She was maybe, I would say young 20s, if that. And she said, I love hearing you talk about faith and business together. I've never heard anybody say that and talk about it like that before but I'm still exploring. Like I'm still trying to figure out who God is. How do I talk about self-development and open up about that conversation? I'm like, you do that. You literally just do that thing. So how would you say for the person who's curious or the person who's like, I don't want to press play on a podcast and make this so like legitimized. I don't want people to know the inner workings of my brain. How has it been beneficial to you and supported your community in the process? Yeah. I mean, it's been everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it changed my life, right? Like it's, it's literally changed my life mm -hmm. as far as, you know, getting over the fear and doing it anyway. Right now I had a co-host for the first year. And right. the reason I had a co-host was because I was nervous. I yeah. was afraid. What if pe people judge me? Like, what if I do something dumb? What if I do something wrong? What if it <laughs> yeah. fails miserably? And everybody looks at you and go, ha ha, another failure. And so I had a co-host from that standpoint. Uh, and honestly, the crazy part was when I asked him to take a step back after doing it for a year, yeah. that's when it started to grow. Wow. And I realized that when you are living in your intention and moving through your purpose, uh, your higher calling, whatever you want to call it, like that's when you're rewarded, right? Yeah. That's when the people show up, but it only happens when you're vulnerable. It only, yeah. it only happens when you're being your authentic self 100% of the time. Cause otherwise you're just a fraud, right? Um, now there are plenty of people who are frauds who've made it because they <laughs> found a system or a tactic or they bought their way in. Yeah. Um, but you know, for this guy from Reading, Pennsylvania, yeah. like it took, it took me being vulnerable to yeah. really make that impact. Um, and I remember there was a moment in the first year of the podcast, I was thinking about shutting it down, you know, 30, yeah. 40 people were downloading. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? What's the point? It, it was a lot of work. I still had a day job at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up getting a message on Facebook from somebody from Japan and they said, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. Come on. Um, and I remember the, I remember the moment in the show and why he said this, because I had a friend who committed suicide and his, his name was Tommy Page. He was actually a pop star in the 90s, in yeah. the nineties, which is really random. He was on an okay. episode of Full House. I love um, it. I but so. uh, yeah, but, but he ended up taking his own life and nobody knew he was sad or depressed oh. or, or struggling. Yeah. Um, and on the outside, he was so bubbly and loving and, 
everybody loved him. And that was not easy for me to share when I was having this conversation, but for whatever reason, I felt compelled to share it in the interview. Yeah. Uh, and it was that moment that saved that other person's life. And so how selfish of me not to show up, yeah. how selfish of me not to get uncomfortable and share stories like that. Yeah. Um, because it can save a life. And now I've gotten probably five or six messages like that throughout the seven years of the show. And it's just, you know, you, it's hard to hear that people are struggling like that, but at least I'm doing what I can to, to make a difference in the yeah. world and specifically their world. We always say here, and I'm sure it's been on a pulpit somewhere in some church about you're blocking somebody else's blessing when you're not standing in your calling. And so to not be that block, and ultimately that block might just be you. Like even if nobody listens to that episode, every single time I show up, I always tell people that I come open-handed with my, literally my my hands wide open with the desire to be convicted, which is the kind of the odd side of that. But like, how can I grow? How can I be sharpened as a host? Like, I'm not here to just share you. I'm here to, for you to teach me something, right? Like, let me, let me learn. Let me be a better human. And I remember hearing you say, be more interested than interesting. And it actually, I think, shifted the entire dynamic of that event for people. Um, just that simple line, whether it's been heard or people have said it before, it's like, whoa, that's right. I am not here for me. I'm here to learn about other people. And it all is synchronized. It all goes together and it always comes back to you. I'd love to hear from you as you stepped, because you mentioned that you had a full-time job. Uh, when, at what point did you step back into the entrepreneurial game, per se, and was podbrand.io the first thing that you did? No. <laughs> uh, Podbrand is actually pretty new, actually. Okay. Um, so how Well, that's how good, because I, I didn't know about it, and I'm like, come on, I've been a podcast for five years, <laughs> and I launched podcasts for people. This is bad. But I was excited, nonetheless. Yeah, it's it's a it's a newer project that we're really working on, and, cool. and I'll, I'll get to why we we formed it in the first place. But yeah. um, when I launched the show, again, I had no idea of it actually being a business. I didn't know that it could make money. I didn't realize what it what it could actually do. Like, keep in mind, seven and a half years ago, I would tell people I had a podcast, then we go, "What's a podcast?" Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just such a different world now. Yeah, and so. Yeah, you know, and then now people roll their eyes and go, "Oh, you have a podcast too." Right? <laughs> yeah, you're like that guy. Um, you know, but mind yeah. you, guys, he's like, I'm sure it's different stats now, but he's been like top ten, top eight in the world. Okay, so it's not just mm -hmm. like a Joe Schmo. I love Joe Schmo though. I'm so proud of Joe Schmo. <laughs> yeah, everybody, right? And so you know, it was just this crazy thing. And so I was like, well, how can I? How can I? monetize this and how can I leave my day job? And so I started a podcast production company um, and that started to kind of make a little bit of money on the side, not enough for me to like leave my yeah. job. Um, and so the universe gave it a little nod and I got fired from my last job. Um, and so found out later that I ended up getting fired because I, I intimidated the CEO somehow. I don't know <laughs> if it was like the That sounds about plan. right. Yeah, because, because my, you know, my podcast took off long before a business ever took off for me. Yeah. Uh, and what ended up happening was, and this was a big shift for me, I ended up going down to Florida and speaking at an event. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like broke. I, like I was making good money in my career, but I was spending it too. Like I was a bachelor. I was, sure, I was a 29 sure, sure. year old bachelor, like yeah. whatever. And so I ended up going down to the speaking gig instead of paying my rent. Uh, yeah. And I ended up having a conversation with, with somebody and what he told me changed my whole perspective about what business was and how money flows. And I ended up making $22,000 in the next three weeks. And I've been wow. an entrepreneur ever since. I uh, got into some coaching 
mm-hmm. um, and then started doing live events. So I host my own live events for entrepreneurs, both big and small, retreats and bigger things. And that was, a, that was the second business that kind of came out of it. And then people started hiring me to speak. Um, and it all kind of happened when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, but I always, I always have a foot in podcasting because I realized that this vehicle changed my life. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it fixed my outlook on life itself, it fixed my outlook on myself. Um, it fixed my outlook on business and how to make money. Like it's, it's changed my life considerably. Yeah. And so we launched Podbrand about six months ago. Okay. And the idea behind it was I knew the statistic of podcasting was 80% of podcasts do less than a hundred downloads an episode. Yeah. Like that's just, the, that's been yep. the statistic since for the last seven and a half years. Yep. Um, and I was like, but these messages are so important. They need to be heard. Yeah. How can I make it affordable for podcasters to get their message heard? Uh, and so I realized there's an algorithm on social media. There isn't on podcasting. Yep. Uh, and so I developed a team who understands the algorithm, who understands creating content. And so we started creating content for podcasters, uh, taking what they already have and, and really making reels and shorts and videos and, and still images uh, and helping them be seen more. And so we actually have a client who went from zero to over 10,000 followers on TikTok in two and a half months, um, nice. utilizing the, the clips that we're creating for them. And it's, it's this really cool thing where it's, and his show's still doing 100 downloads an episode. Yeah. But he's reaching a whole new market of people who want to work with him, who want to change their life because he's in the self-development space. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a really cool thing to watch. And so for me, every business that I've started and launched has, has to fall in line with my purpose, yeah. uh, which means – and my purpose is really, look, it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is where you are today and what you're doing to make a better tomorrow for yourself in the world. Uh, and we do that by sharing. We do yeah. that by sharing our message and our story. Um, and so we're able to do that with Podbrand, which has been – it's been really cool to watch. I love that. There's so many things that I want to jump into. I'll, I'll start first and then I'll go backwards because I'm not going to forget it. But the first element was for the people who um, hear the stats, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, only 100 listens for all of that effort. But 100 people, that's a lot of people. Like if I would love to go and speak on a stage of 100 every single week, like that would be so yeah. much fun. I love speaking on stage. And then simultaneous to understand that it only takes one to convert. And we're talking about monetization connected to that to know that it's going to gain traction via your social media influence. It's basically just taking your message and putting it into multiple platforms, which is really like the key to everything. Like work smarter, not harder. Splice and dice this long form video is why video podcasting is so important because you get all these clips from it and you get to really tune into who are you? What's the brand about? What's the messages that you're sharing and serve people really well? I'm curious because I do, um, I take women on retreat. I say women, there's been several men as well, but specifically people on retreats and they come in with like, they don't really even know what to do. And then they catalyze by two and a half days later, they're live on Spotify, Apple, all the places, and they have content. They know what to do. They use all my systems and methodologies for getting that influence and having those people on their shows. Why do you think the interview style has been so successful? Um, so I think, so first of all, with podcasting, the long form, it just gives insight that people haven't seen before, right? Yeah. So like if you, if you look at like our news channels, yeah. if you get on a news channel like Fox or NBC or CBS or whatever, um, you have five minutes. Like you have five minutes to tell your story, to try and get a point across, to try and do whatever. I think people are intrigued by human nature. Yeah. Um, and so if you're able to sit down for 35, 45, an hour plus, I mean, Rogan's 
four hours sometimes, yes, right? Yes. You're able to you're able to see people in a different light. You're able to see who they truly are. Yeah. Um, which has been really cool to grow an audience that way. But for me, the interview process has been the greatest networking tool of all time. Like yeah. I'm literally surrounded by some of the most powerful people in the world, all because I I had the courage to reach out and say, Hey, would you come on my show? They say yes, and then we form a relationship. And so yeah. there's so many different wins in podcasting, well beyond of growing an audience or monetization. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said, like, if you had 100 people in a room that you could stand on stage, I say that all the time. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're <laughs> you're fooled by these fake numbers on social yeah. media, million followers. Guess what? They bought 800,000 of them. Totally. Like, it's, just, totally. it's just so crazy to see. Um, and so, you know, I, I always say, put your blinders on. Yeah. Head down. Yep. Live in your purpose. Yeah. Uh, and enjoy the process. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, when, when I wasn't making any money, yeah, it was a lot of work, but I loved doing it. I yeah. loved the conversations. I loved the connection. Uh, and so it made it easy to show up. And so find something you love, dive into content that you really enjoy. Uh, and it won't be a chore, uh, right. whether 12 people are listening or 12 million people are listening. Yeah. And honestly, you can have an audience and it doesn't sell much anyway. Like yeah. I, my first event I did in 2019, I had 160 people at the event. Yeah. Um, it was sold out. That's how many people Amazing. we were suited yeah, for in great. the room. But I had 10,000 people listening to my show. Yeah. Um, I sold every single ticket one by one. Like oh. I was reaching out to people saying, hey, you should come. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't always convert in the way you think. Right. Um, but if you have 100 committed people, they're going to show up and they're going to be in the room and they're going to buy your services and they're yeah. going to hire you. Uh, and podcasting is the best way to, to really have them get to know you. Yeah. Uh, and in turn, they feel like I've, I've spoken at events and people would come up to me and talk about things that I forgot I shared on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and I would get know freaked that? out. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like freaked out. Um, but it's them. They feel like yeah. they're, they're, you know, they feel like they're part of the family. Yeah. So I started like last year, the Lord just really prompted me after I had a, my like quiet time in the morning, I went to go work out, which is like my podcast listening time, like not my podcast production time, my podcast listening time, tuning into other people in the industry, learning. And he's like, no, I want you to speak right now. And I'm like, no, like, no, this is my time. And he's like, is it your time or is it my time? Press, press play. So I got on my Peloton and I went live and that was a place I never went live before because it's my time. And I started doing something every Tuesday and Thursday called pedal and preach. And I'm literally going from this quiet time, this sacred space of processing words that I haven't read before in the word or just like what's happening in my life during that time and teaching from it while not really having much grit or concept to teach from other than living. And I have had such feedback from people. One, I'm huffing and puffing. So I have a one rule. If you're listening to that episode, you have to walk. You can't, you can't sit still. That's so weird. Um, but it, it's like people get to see that raw element because I was always only interview prior to that. And so when I was listening to your show, I'm like, ooh, I love your like six minute, 10 minute clips because I get to learn more about you and your thought pattern rather rather than just you interviewing. How did yeah, you integrate that? Win. Yeah. When did you so integrate that? I, I, so I started a number of years ago. What happened was my, I had this audience and nobody was like, I didn't hear from anybody listening. I, I was like, what's going on? And yeah. at the time I was probably doing three, 4,000 downloads an episode. So yeah. like, I was like, who are these people? Like yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't understand social media. I had like 150 followers on social media, but everybody was listening to the show. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. And then one of my guests was like, I love your, I love your community. They reach out yeah. to me after the episodes that I'm on and like all these things. I'm like, what the heck? And so I started to, I know it was so weird. And so I started to do what I called my weekly moments of growth. And so every yeah. Friday I would release a short form 
episode of something I learned that week or something cool. I was going through, sometimes even what I was struggling with. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden they started showing up uh, wow. and reaching out to me. And they ended up being some of the most downloaded episodes I've ever had. Love uh, so when I do do the solo episodes now, they're still, they, they still almost double some of the other episodes just yeah. because I think your audience does want to listen to you. And, and, and what I realized was, you know, they might come and see your show because you have a big name on it, right? Like yeah. You right. get an Ed Milet on your show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ed, he, Justin interviewed Ed Milet. I'm going to go listen. Yeah. Um, but they stay for you. Right. Like they're not going to listen to every episode if they showed up for Ed and you're not a good host. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's so true. they want more insight from you. And so I, I do encourage people to say, hey, try it out. Do a solo yeah. episode here and there. Um, yeah. And you'll find your people. That's really cool. I So I'm going to go back to the question that I really wanted to ask in the, the forefront, but I was like, this makes more sense in line. <laughs> you said when you went down to Florida that you you received the best advice from this particular person. What was it? Yeah, it was really understanding how to monetize my expertise. Mm. Um, I was approaching it from building a building a service sure. versus saying, like at that point I had Inc. Magazine list me as a top eight podcast. Yeah. like. I had all these accolades. I was doing better than most in the podcast space at the time. Yeah. Um, and he's like, why are you, you're literally in a business right now where you're competing to go broke. Like yeah. you need to really manage your ex, you have to sell your expertise. Mm. Um, and it actually took me back to something I learned when I was 19. Yeah. Um, that I was in direct sales, right? So everything was sales training, everything. Um, and I sold a high end product and they taught me this line and mm-hmm. it took me back to that. It, the line is, I would rather explain to you my price today than apologize for poor quality later. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, I'm That's a premium good. person. Uh, yeah. My time is worth a premium. So um, and so I just raised my prices and started to you know, sell my knowledge versus yeah. sell a service. So um, and that's really where I got into, into coaching. And I started yeah. coaching podcasting at a very, very high level. I really, I rarely do it now. Yeah. Um, it's just not something I don't, I don't love talking about what microphone to use. If yeah, I had to be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I've shifted more into growth coaching and business right. coaching and stuff like that. But, um, but I, I just love podcasting. And so I just kind of give that stuff away for free a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless somebody really wants to pay me a boatload of money, I'll, right. I'll coach You'll go you and, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like I'll, you can fly but, me in and I'll set up your studio. That sounds really fun. <laughs> so yeah. Good. So more than anything, I think it was just understanding my worth and I didn't understand my worth then. And after that conversation I did. Awesome. I want to know, like connected to that, like first off, the freedom of being able to evolve as an entrepreneur versus thinking that you're stuck in this wheelhouse or this business that you've created. You think that you're stuck in the frame even of the the show title or what it used to be and the practice of evolution. Can you teach like the people who are listening how you don't have to be so stagnant that's actually like, it's actually fun. Yeah. I think I, I, if you're stagnant, I don't want to know you a year from now because I already know you. Right. Mm. So I think the idea of constant growth is beautiful. There's a saying, something along the lines of like, if you knew me a year ago, you don't know me at all. My growth yes. game is strong or something along yeah, the lines. Yeah, that's so good. You get it. Put that on a shirt. Um, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I do have shirts. Gr- I know. I saw your my growth game shirts. is strong. <laughs> I love them. I do love them. Yeah. I saw them. Uh, and so I, I just loved that quote. And I was like, this is kind of the, the story of me, right? I realized that at the end of the day, we're all chasing the same thing, right? And that's yeah. death. Um, and so why be stagnant? Why be yeah. stuck in one way? Why be unhappy doing something that you don't want to do anymore just because it's making you money? Um, and so I actually just spoke at an event this last weekend in, in D.C. And the guy who introduced me is somebody I've known for years. And he's like, every time I see Justin again in person, so I see him about once a year or so in yeah. person, he goes, he's a different person. 
He's like, I don't recognize him. What I realized is the compound effect of that, uh, opportunities present themselves and I either say yes or no, right? And if it makes sense for me to lean into it, I lean into it. And so my business just evolves as I evolve. That's good. Um, and so, you know, it's never going to stay the same. A year from now, you and I can have a totally different conversation. Right. Uh, and I could be t doing something totally different. Yeah. Uh, like right now, I'm now getting into real estate investing. So what's that awesome. going to look like? Yeah. Now? You know what so I mean? So good. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, you know, leaning into what feels good yeah. uh, and allowing it to, in a sense, guide me uh, to where I'm supposed to be. Well, I think that that's like the the part of play for a long time. I would say like our Fit and Faith program and everything that we do from a coaching element was like publishing, podcasting, and play. And not to like stay in that situation of like you've now just bought yourself and created your own straitjacket. And that's what a lot of people think. And I'm like, wait a second, that's not what this is. Even like this week, my kiddos, and I know you're a bonus dad. I'd love to chat about that because you were, I think, just about to get married when we saw you yeah. like the Three next week. Out, yeah. Oh yeah, something super close. And I want to hear how married life has evolved from your growth perspective because it, it happens fast. Um, but like this week, my kids were not in camp this week unexpectedly. It got canceled. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do this? And I'm like, hold on a second. I create my schedule. I put what's there. I can shift. I can change. And I can not like letting people down. I'm actually rising to the occasion as a mom that week, which is something I've been wanting to do more often this summer anyway, is to play. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So taking yeah. like the shifts and the curveballs as an opportunity rather than a death sentence, right? So talk to me about how your your relationship, not being a bachelor anymore, now also being a father, how has that evolved your time, your energy, even maybe what you're learning? Yeah, so it's funny. I've never been the an entrepreneur who's like the grind and hustle and you know twenty four seven. I'm I've never been that person. I'm very much I, I work to live. I don't live to work. Yeah. Um. So everything that I design or say yes to can't take a lot of my time. Like yeah. my ultimate goal is to work less and make more. Right. Like that's the goal yeah. for everyone. Yeah. I, for I sure. think. So I've always designed my life first, and then my business around my life. Um. But as far as you know, being married and and being a bonus dad officially. 
Um, I mean, we've been together for four years. We've lived together for three years. And so not much has changed after the marriage. Yeah. But what has changed for me once we realized, once I realized that I will propose and I will marry her and all those things, um, what changed for me more is like legacy building. Mm. Um, that's part of the real estate investing. Like yeah. I'd rather leave her kids a hundred doors than, than $10 million. Yes. Um, because you can blow $10 million. So I'd rather set you up for success. So I think more than anything, it's really more focused on long-term beyond my life, right? When you're yes. single and you're bachelor is like, how do I make the next 10 grand so I can go yeah. on a killer trip? Right. Totally, totally. Um, and so now it's just a different focus for me as far as like, what are we, what are we really focused on as a family, as a, as a unit moving forward versus like, what does Justin want and what does Justin need? Yeah. Um, and it's actually, it's made it a lot more enjoyable. Hmm. Like it's made it a lot more fun to make those moves. It's made it a lot more fun to do the work hmm. uh, and figure out where's, you know, where's that next stream of income coming from uh, and really has, has allowed me to kind of focus in on, Again, making more and working less. So in the last six months, I've added, uh, I'm going to say this and I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging, but it's, it's obnoxious. Um, but it's fascinating. I've added six figures of income and only yeah. added two hours of, of work a, Come a month. Come on. That's incredible. So, a month. Yeah. And a month. Yeah. So it's crazy. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> What's, like, how do I do on. this? <laughs> Keep going and yeah. So I just I just made a shift in my business. I used to have a community, okay, um, called Gro- Growth Now Community, yeah, um, and it w- was doing well, but I didn't yeah. feel like I was serving at the level I should be serving. Sure, uh, and so I I kind of redacted all that and I launched a mastermind. Awesome. Um, and so the mastermind's two hours a month. We meet up twice a year, but that's just travel for me. That's fun. Yeah, sure. Um, and so it's two so hour, good. two hours a month and it was a lot more successful and, and people were a lot more excited than I thought. So um, cool. and it's become the most fun thing I get to do. And it's, it's, it's added again, it's added six figures of income Gosh, um, so and good. also an incredible community of people, which you yeah. can't win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And I love anytime I've created a community of some sort, it's the best when like, I don't have to be there and the community still thrives. And I'm still working on like exit strategy elements of things that I'm doing with my publishing house and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just can't not be with the people and not wanting to enjoy what it is that they're enjoying, which is ultimately camaraderie. Uh, I want to bring one last topic to surface, and it's something that I listened to on one of your podcasts. I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but it's Nick something. Start to the C. I think it was about, yeah, it was about spirituality. And um, you were mentioning your faith and like the integration of that. He he was brilliant in a lot of the things that he was sharing. Um, And I'm curious for you because you navigate such a, a huge secular world. Like we're all in the secular, we're all in the world, not of the world, but in the world. How do you go about like practicing your principles? What are the things and the values that you keep center in those spaces so that your faith is intact and your principles are intact? You know, it's funny. I think faith has been a journey for me. Yeah. Um, so my grandfather was a pastor. Yeah. He actually at one point ran all the Methodist churches in the state of New Jersey. Wow. Um, and so when you grow up in a church, and I mean grow up, like I was yeah. there three nights a week, wow. you know, youth groups and all these things. And every Sunday you'd go to church. Um, and then you hit those teenage years and I was like yeah. 16 and I was like, ah, what am I doing? Like, why am I going to this thing? Blah, blah, blah. And almost kind of pulled myself fully out. Right. And yeah. so I had a moment in my life and, and this is why I'll never question God. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy, I've never shared this on a podcast. Ooh, let's um, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, was going through some things, um, and I had to move in with my aunt and uncle cause my parents couldn't keep their crap together. And so I moved in with my aunt and uncle. And of course I questioned God in this moment, right? My life was falling apart. I had to change schools. 
And I remember one night I was in my room at, at their house and I was crying and I said, God, if you're real, you need to show me that you're real because I don't think you're real. Yeah. Um, went to, went to school the next day, forgot I even did that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, came home from school, walked into the kitchen and on the kitchen counter. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I said, I didn't say that out loud. Like I was the sure. only one that knew like, it was God, in your spirit. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And so I walked into the kitchen and on the counter, a Bible was opened up. And on top of that was what, uh, these little monthly pamphlets that we have called, op- uh, the open room or something or upper okay. room. Upper room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they were both open to scripture about how you can't see me, but I'm here. Wow. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. Wow. So I'll never, I'll never question God. Holy cow. Um, I, I consider myself more of a spiritual person now yeah. than quote-unquote religious. Yeah. Um, just because organized religion, in my opinion, is just, it's, it's a business, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, I, I believe that there's a higher power. I do believe in the story of Jesus, so I'm a Christian. Um, But for me, it's really about being in flow with what's meant to be for me. And so what I always say is spirituality to me is two main things. One, there's a higher power. We didn't create this, right? Something is greater than us, whatever you want to call it. Um, God, Allah, source, whatever. The second thing is we're all energy, right? So we need to make sure that in spirituality, that the energy is flowing with us instead of against us. And that means we're living in our, in good intention, we're living in our purpose and we're moving forward. And I do that through, through prayer and meditation and different things to make sure that I am flowing. Um, because guess what? When I'm flowing with the energy, money shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Relationships are stronger. And when I'm not, I'm knocked down hard pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I need to make sure I stay on that path. Um, to, that I'm, that I'm, you know, look, we're meant to be here for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, and so when we're flowing, you're rewarded by God. Uh, yeah. and when we're not flowing, he goes, Whoa, hold up. So I'm going to slap <laughs> you in the face real quick. Uh, yeah. and we need to pay attention to that stuff, yeah. right? We need to yeah. pay attention to the flow of that. Yeah. I've definitely had that moment many times in my life and I'm like, man, I knew I was getting that wrong. And <laughs> it's, it's okay. Cause it's correction and direction and he is, he is grace filled. And so I love that you shared that and to know the backstory of like being raised in the church. I think it gives you that foundation, right? And, and raise them up in the way they shall go and they will not depart from it, regardless of if we depart from it, because I've had my prodigal season as well. Um, but I love that. I would say like in connection to that, there was something that you said, even on this show. And you said, we're all chasing death. My, my antithesis to that would be that we're all chasing life. Yeah. Hold tight. I like that. Right? Because ultimately we are. We're chasing life like today. I want to live an abundant life. And I also want to live for me and you in eternity. And so what does that look like? And how do we actually explore and do that? Because I feel like that opposite is that complacency, that stagnancy, and that lack of growth. And so it really is, it's, it's a beautiful synergistic experience. And as you said that, I'm like, hold on, why does that not sit well with me? I'm like, oh, because I want to chase life like every single day and the overflow of what that looks like. And I know through your show and being an avid listener, it's going to just continue to spill out because of the people and the exploration that you do. So I would be doing a disservice to my listeners if I didn't ask you what's your definition of success. Yeah. So, so my definition of success, like, I, I feel like this is for so many, but it's doing what I want, when I want, with whom I want. Yeah. Um, and that means 24 seven, right? And mm-hmm. like, I love how you said it, we're chasing life every single day. Um, one thing I've realized is that I'm good in life every single day, every single moment, the good and the bad. I find gratitude in it. I find the reasons why it's happening. I find, you know, what, okay, what is this doing for me? Versus to me, right? And I think that's really the power of living is understanding that adversities create our successes. 
Um, I really believe that our rock bottom moment is, is meant to be our jumping off point to greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of allowing it to hold me down, to keep me in a place, we're able to jump off of that and, and create so much goodness. Good. Um, and so I always do what I want when I want with whom I want. Uh, and it's been such a, even when I was broke, by the way, yeah. uh, it's not just, Hey, I, I have money now. I get to, I just do it in cooler places sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I just feel blessed to be able to do that. And I, and I, yeah. I consider myself successful and you can strip all the accolades away. You could strip the podcast away and I would yeah. still feel like I'm successful because I'd be happy. Mm, it's so good. Well, I'm glad today I was a part of the what you want, when you want, with whom you want. <laughs> I'll take that as a, a nod to thanks, gratitude, uh, and just so grateful. I know that the community is going to just love this and be now avid listeners to you. We had a lot of people on live with us. Christina, Deborah, we see you. I don't ever understand why they don't tell us the other Facebook users who are watching, but we see you, <laughs> Facebook users. Thank you. And I know I am going to be actually exploring, not just for myself, but for all the podcasts that we've launched over the course of the past couple of years, podcasts brand.io, um, we could have a social media manager or we could have something like this that actually um, knows more about the industry and how to do it and how to use it. And so that really is intriguing to me. Um, and I'm sure you know Alex San Filipino with Pod um, Podmatch and all Alex. those other things. He's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like creating this like hub of like, hey, podcasters, use these people. And so you're going to be a part of that now. And I'm just grateful to know you. I know I'm going to be a part of all the things you're doing moving forward. So stay touch, stay in touch. Is there any final things you want to share with the community before we say sayonara? No, you know, I think it's funny. We're, we're constantly striving to be better and do, do great things. But yeah. I think the beauty is that we can, we can just be great now. Like you're exactly where you're meant to be in this very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you can find joy in that, you're going to stop chasing. And when we stop chasing, we start receiving. Uh, and it's just such a much, it's a much more beautiful way to live. Uh, when you can just allow things to flow and come to you yeah. uh, and let God reward you in your peace, right? Uh, yeah. And so I hope that people hear that, to just be okay with being you uh, in this moment, because for a long time, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And when I when I started to really be okay with being me, life got so much more uh, joyful and abundant, and it's been beautiful. So thank you for letting me share that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I was thinking about your mom and the legacy that she would be. I know she's so proud of you, but I've walked through some opioid situations in my own life. And the element of learning about yourself and loving yourself is something I, I'm going to literally make some phone calls this afternoon. So I hope for those who are listening who might have been attached to that part of your story as well, that you take action from what it is that you're learning. That would be my conviction moment is like, man, I just want to affirm that person that I love them so much and also to inspire them to learn to love themselves because it's going to change the trajectory of their life like it did for you. So thanks for sharing that. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, y'all. Follow Justin in all the places, specifically Instagram, and go to Growth Now Movement on all listening platforms. You're going to enjoy it. I also subscribe to his YouTube channel. He doesn't probably publish that a lot, but it's there. It's live. You can go check him out. I love to watch. All right, y'all. Thanks again, Justin. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. 
We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 